0: and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to You Do Woo. This is Allison Cullen, your host. I'm really excited to continue my little string of episodes on the Human Design Energy Centers. I did Three already, and I'll link them for you below. But in episode 97, we chatted about the solar plexus, which is your emotional center. In episode 98, we talked about the spleen, which governs your immune system and lymphatic system and is all about handling fears and anxieties and whatever. It's a really, really fascinating one. And then in episode 103, I covered the root center, which has to do with your relationship with time and time pressure and order and things like that, which is a very (laughs) near and dear to my heart because I have an open root center and I talk about the hardships of that in episode 103. But we're going to continue on now It is my goal to get all of these sort of short and sweet episodes out to you before the end of the year so that you can really utilize them and sort of do a little overview of your specific chart. If you have not printed out your chart yet, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes that take you to your cheat sheet. But clicking that link tells you how to get your free chart and It will give you access to all of my human design cheat sheets, which have thousands of dollars worth of value inside of them, and they're free. So definitely do that if you have not yet. But today in particular, we're going to be chatting through the sacral center. And the sacral center is very magical, especially for beings who have a defined sacral center. So if you're looking at your chart, you'll see two triangles up top and then two squares at the bottom. The very bottom square is your root center, and we covered that in episode 103. Right above that, that have the gates 5, 14, 29, 42, 3, 9 in them, that is the sacral center. And yours is either going to be defined, colored red, most likely. It might be brown in some of the apps that are out there if you're using Jovian Archive, it's red, you have a defined sacral center, or it's white, which means that you're open. I'm going to chat through what to do if you're defined and what to do if you're undefined or open in this episode and give you a few tips on each. The sacral center overall is a pure motor center. And if you have this center defined or read or filled in, you're either a generator or manifesting generator. So over 70% of the world's population is a sacral being, which means you have a defined sacral center, you're either a generator or manifesting generator. This center governs your sexual organs and your gut, and it is all about creativity and desire. So if you have a defined sacral, then when your desire is activated or peaked, you actually create really positive energy. And this is not an energy that's like over-energizing or like manic or bad feeling or anxious or anything like this. This is a very calm, grounded, yummy, loving, really good feeling energy. And the way to access your sacral This takes some practice, and I'm just telling you from my experience, I found out that I was a sacral being in either 2018 or 2019, and it has literally taken me over three years to get to the point where I consider myself pretty good at this. Like, I'm a very rare sacral being because I actually, these days, live in alignment and I really follow my sacral authority like over 90% of the time, which is not normal. And that's why I say that I'm rare. Most of the sacral beings out there are doing things that they don't want to do. They're saying yes when their body's telling them no. They're following their mind instead of their gut instinct. And that's all fine and good, but it can make your life harder. It can make you commit to things that you're not necessarily meant to do. It can lower your creativity. It can lower your magnetism. It can keep the wrong people in your life or prevent the correct people from coming into your life just because you're not living in alignment. And there's, I did that for years, for the first three and a half decades of my life. I mean, probably the first few years of my life I didn't, but you get conditioning starting, you know, zero to seven. And we are all conditioned to be generators, but not an aligned generator. We're conditioned to be little worker bees. Definitely take a moment if you have not listened to last week's episode, episode number 112. I do talk about this because I think there's a lot of misconceptions of sacral beings and generators and manifesting generators, just like being these worker bees that work 12 hours a day and their career is their utmost important thing in their life, which there's some truth to that, but it's a little bit nuanced. And I really Explain that in last week's episode. I will link that below if you have not listened to it yet. Definitely share that episode. I mean, share it with anybody you know for sure, but for sure, anybody who is a generator or manifesting generator, they're going to want to listen to that because there's a lot of misconceptions with like work and the amount we need to work and all of that kind of stuff. So, as sacral beings, well, everybody really shouldn't be making decisions from their brain their mind. And I discussed this in last week's episode too. But as generators and MGs, we're really, really conditioned to to make decisions from our mind. We have a lot of energy, but you really actually don't need to get your brain involved at all. You just need to listen to your body when making decisions. And when you create energy from doing something that you love, that you're drawn to, you actually spill over, like your cup spills over of energy. You know that whole saying like my cup runneth over that is what it is like for generators so long as you are following your gut and doing things that really light you up on a cellular level like on a body feeling level it makes you very magnetic generators and mgs don't really have to make anything happen at all like things are brought to them everything that they need. They're the luckiest energy type so long as they're living in alignment and following their sacral authority. Even manifesting generators who have emotional authority do have sacral authority. It's just second. They need to just make sure that their solar plexus emotional waves, they're at like a cool, calm, collected space before they can even listen to their gut. So with people with a defined stake role, I always give a little bit of homework that says, like, choose a time period, whether it's three days, five days, 10 days, 21 days, whatever. Create some space in your schedule, and I go over this in last week's episode too, to not plan anything. Have some open space, whether that's an hour or day or like a three-hour time block per week or whatever, and see what comes to you and utilize your gut instinct or your body to be like, ooh, do I want that or not? With the sacral authority and that sacral response, it is always a heck yes or a heck no. There's no maybe at all. And the deal with that is like, when you start like overthinking it is when you're using your head instead of your actual gut response. Because just because something isn't a 100% heck yes, doesn't mean it's not going to be tomorrow or in a week or whatever. It's just very much in the moment. So sacral beings do really well with making sure that they practice presence and really listen to their body, get out of your head, get into that area that's deep in your gut, the womb area right below your belly button. And sometimes like the feeling of a heck yes is like a full body thing. It's like a for sure yes in my gut. And it's like a, ooh, I get like tingles or get really excited or it's like, I can't even help it. It comes out like, oh my God, yes. Oh, that feels so good. It's different for everybody. And then no's or like not right now's or maybe later's could be like, eh, meh. Like there's a lot of vocal responses that have to do with the sacral. So really start paying attention to those responses. They can either be vocal, like grunts or eh, or weird little noises. Get comfortable with hearing yourself, you know, make those noises. And also they can be like facial expressions, like a eh, like you can't see me right now, but like f- a slight frown or a like raising your teeth up, being like, eh, I don't know. Like that's a no, you know. So really starting to pay attention to your body your responses and getting out of your brain is a really, really big deal. I'm also going to link below a few episodes from my mentor in human design on this specifically. So Jenna Zoe is amazing. She's actually a projector. So she's amazing as like a human design guide, but she doesn't quite have that sacral response feeling inside her, but she does a really good job explaining it. Um, because she's seen it so much and she's she's been studying human design a little bit longer than me. So um, she has two episodes, number four and number 16 that really dive deep into this. If you're a defined well, whoever can listen to this, but for sure if you're a defined sacral being, you'll want to listen to those two episodes. And I just also wanted to note that like as a defined sacral being, I'm not perfect at this. I'm like 100% aware of it, but I don't always make my decisions based on my gut. So, to give you an example, a little over a week ago, I fractured my ankle. But before that, I had committed to a few different things that I knew weren't a heck yes. (laughs) And I was actually sort of struggling with it. I was like, okay. Some of it was like people pleasing. Some of it was timing stuff. Like I felt like it would be a yes, but it wasn't right then. But I was hoping that it would be a yes in the future. So I said yes instead of being like, eh, maybe, or let me make a last minute decision. All that kind of stuff. I'm aware of, and I hear my sacral response and my authority 100% of the time. But I probably follow it like 95% of the time, if that makes sense. So it was really interesting because I was chatting with God, being like, okay, these are some things I committed to. I really don't want to do them. I don't, I'm going to try to figure out how to decommit or get out of them or whatever. Some more personal things, some more work things, blah, blah, blah. And then I fractured my ankle and then all of them were able to be taken off the table. It was crazy. And it was like, oh, well, thank you, God. <laughs> I didn't love that it took fracturing my ankle to have an out of you know, decommitting from this thing, but there was like seven different things that I had committed to in November and December. And it's just sort of crazy because I'm like, wow, now I know that just being aware of it and then working with my direct relationship with God, divine, the universe, whatever you decide that is for you, you can create situations that will help you get out of those things. And sometimes it's so weird because a couple of years ago I would have seen this fractured ankle as like the worst thing ever. And I have bad luck and why did this happen to me? And like gone into victim mode and all that. And now it's like, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. It's really inconvenient and it's making everything take 10 times as longer in everyday life. But like, I'm so grateful for it. There's so much up leveling that's coming. There's so much slowing down. There's so much being able to really open space, create space decommit from things, all of that kind of stuff. And it's causing me because of slowing down, (laughs) it's causing me to be able to listen to my sacral and follow it that much more. So it's sort of crazy, but a little bit of homework, try just for the next three days or 10 days or 21 days or next month, really try to make every single decision using your gut instinct instead of your brain. And a really easy way to start practicing this is just with like food or a drink or something. You can be like, ooh, does my body feel like tea, like a hot tea right now or an iced tea right now? Do I feel like a hot coffee or a cold coffee? Do I feel like a still water or sparkling water? And you can give yourself two choices, maybe three once you get good at it, It's weird because if I get more than two choices, my brain starts to be activated and it starts going through this like, oh, okay, I don't know. I need to do a pros and cons list. But if I just have two choices, my gut is able to do it, if that makes sense. And it might be different for you. You might be able to have a sacral response choosing from three or four things. For me, I have to do two. If I get to three or four or five my brain takes over. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm practicing using this muscle. It's like a workout. It's like when you work out muscles, you get better and stronger. And it's taken three years or so to get to this point. And I know that that extra 5% going from 95% to 100% might take another three years. I don't know. But I do find that the more I follow my, that sacral response, the better things work out for me. The less time I waste the more efficient I am, the more my path is a little bit straightforward and easier instead of all over the place. And it's so nice. So nice. Okay. So if you have an open sacral, one thing I would love to do is even if you have a defined sacral, but for sure, if you have an open sacral, you do have activated gates most likely in your sacral center. And I would love to dive into that with you in an actual human design reading. So There's links for that below too, because that's really important if you have an open sacral to sort of dive into those activated gates and see where you can activate your sacral center and or put yourself around other sacral beings so that you are able to access that sacral response and that desire and that creative energy. So if you're open in your sacral center, you don't have... On a daily basis, your own consistent desires and creativity, but you do amplify other people's energy in that area around you. So you can choose to ride that wave with people around you and feel really good and energized and whatever, and then go be on your own and rest and come back to your true nature of an open sacral being. So really get into the practice of pulling yourself back a little bit, watching for when things get moving, using that sacral center as you need to throughout the day or week, and then pull away when you're done. This is especially true for open sacral um, beings who live under the same roof as sacral beings. You're going to want to take quite a bit of alone time to be away from those people's energies and auras and just have your own space so that you don't burn out. Those are my tips for defined and undefined sacral beings. And one really cool thing to ask yourself, if you ever get to where you're feeling like, eh, I don't know how to tap into that, like it feels sort of frustrating or stuck or like I'm getting too much in my head and not in my body. What I always do is like, okay, if I'm feeling that way, if I'm not in a groove, if I'm not like have been following my sacral response and, and feel really juicy and yummy and creative and, and flow, then I'll ask myself, what would I rather be doing right now? And I try to like think about it in terms of like, what would my body rather be doing right now? Not like in my mind, what should I get done? What's on my to-do list? That is not going to help you at all. That's going to overwhelm you. But right now, what would I rather be doing? Does going on a walk feel good? Does taking a nap feel good? Does stretching feel good? Does eating something feel good? Does reading a little bit feel good? Just calling a friend feel good? You know, like what would you rather be doing right now? And that's a really fun way to start sort of practicing that and then giving yourself a couple choices. Feels so good. I hope this overview of the sacral center was helpful. As always, I appreciate you guys screenshotting the episode, tagging me in it, letting me know how you liked it and sharing it with all your friends. I will see you next week for another episode of You Do Woo. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener and Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.